Do you dream of having time and money freedom? Are you looking for ways to enjoy business and life harmony or just to improve your business and yourself? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with your host, Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn from experts in business, leadership, personal development, and mindset to help you create your ideal business lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And now, here's your host, Shirley Dalton. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton, and today we're going to be talking about you <laughs> and how you know what it is that you need to be doing, but you're not necessarily doing it. And today our guest is the one and the only Joan Sotkin. <laughs> Welcome, Joan. Thanks, Shirley. It's great to be here. <laughs> I, I'm really happy to be here. We're in Santa Fe. We're on location. We've been driving across America and the universe conspired. And here we are. We're, we're able to have a conversation with you and be able to pass on the knowledge that, that you've learned over the years. You're a mindset and money mentor and you're the founder of Prosperity Place. And so as Joan has an enormous amount of experience, an enormous amount of energy and an enormous amount of information. So let's start with that question, Joan. I know what I should be doing and yet I'm not doing it. Right, a lot of people use the word self-sabotage yes. as if I'm doing something wrong and I'm bad and, and I'll never get it right because I sabotage myself all the time. Every time I get a little bit of money, I suddenly have to fix my car or go to the doctor and, and then I'll try to do something and then I'll sit there doing nothing and I know I should be doing something different. Okay, so that's a big question. Yes. Why am I not doing what I know I should be doing? Mm -hmm. There's a number of elements involved. First of all, I'm very into brain science. How does our brain work? How do we make our decisions? How, how, how do we determine what we're doing? Why do you do one thing and I do another? Mm -hmm. That fascinates me. Me too. You know, how, how can someone get to be a, I have two millionaire brothers and there was a point where I couldn't rub two pennies together. Why? What is it? So let me, let me do a couple of things. Let me go back and answer the question how we create our life stories sure okay it's yeah. basic and then we'll look at what keeps us from doing what we want yes okay all right so we have a set of beliefs mm -hmm. that lead to thoughts that lead to emotions that lead to our decisions that affect our behavior so, and it doesn't go, oh, I have a belief and then I have a thought. It happens in a nanosecond, mm -hmm. okay? And it's like, at this moment, both of us have at least a thousand beliefs in operation mm -hmm. about ourselves, the world, how we're supposed to interact, whether we're good, whether we're bad, all this stuff. I find it easier to look at the emotions because we can get in touch with the experience of our emotions within our body, mm -hmm. within our, there's a kinesthetic experience. My heart feels closed, my stomach feels tight, I feel contracted. And once you understand when you're feeling contracted and when you're feeling expanded, that's pretty much all you need to know about emotions. You don't need to have words in order to understand what you're feeling. So the emotions are actually the bridge between your internal and external world. And your external world is just a reflection 
of what's going on inside of you. But most people are afraid to look at what's going on inside of them mm -hmm. because they haven't been taught how to deal with their emotions, how to feel them, express them. When you were a kid, I know I was told I was never allowed to be angry. So if I was angry, I swallowed my anger. And when I was an adult, my stomach ruptured. <laughs> you know, because you know, emotions are energy. They're, they're energy that have to be expressed. So that's one piece, okay? Mm -hmm. And, and our, each of us is a unique combination of thoughts, beliefs, and emotions. That's mm -hmm. what separates us. And our emotions are actually our expression in the world, mm -hmm. you know, how we express ourselves. The other thing that's important to understand is our identity, mm -hmm. who we perceive ourselves to be, mm -hmm. how we perceive our position in our peer group, and how we perceive our position in our family of origin. So right now, and whenever you're thinking you need to change, uh, you, you have a certain self-concept. Mm -hmm. I'm a person who never makes enough money, who's always disappointed, who enjoys doing such and such. In other words, it's never all heavy or light. It's kind of a combination of things. And I'm really interested in how our brain works, as mm -hmm. I said. And you have this part of your brain called the amygdala. Mm -hmm. It's this little thing that's designed to keep you safe. Yes. So it's supposed to tell you when you're in danger. Mm -hmm. And it perceives uncertainty as danger. Yes. Okay. So when you try to do something new, you have a whole bunch of things going on. You've got the amygdala telling you that the something new is dangerous because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. You're trying to become a wealthy person and you've never been wealthy. You come from a poor family, or girls aren't supposed to make as much money as boys, or any, any of this stuff. So in order to become wealthy, you have to learn how to be a wealthy person, and your peer group and your family of origin may not want you to go there. Mm -hmm. Because your position affects how they feel about themselves. Less big. Yeah, I mean, in my family, I was the identified patient. Mm -hmm. What's the matter with Joni? Well, we better rescue Joni. Joni was the problem. Well, when I started making more money and getting, you know, it's like, well, who is she now? Mm -hmm. I had to ask that question. Who am I now? I was really sick for a long time. I mean, I, I got all of my attention by going to doctors and practitioners and and, and when a doctor told me that I could never be healthy, that I was going to be sick the rest of my life, I said, no, thank you. <laughs> you know? And that's when I realized that I had to learn how to be a healthy person. Mm -hmm. And I, if something was bothering me, I had to not tell everybody. I had to keep it to myself. Yes. And just try to find a solution. So that's a different habit then. It's, it's, and it's becoming a different identity. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your financial identity, because I look at, I think money is a great thing to look at because we have to deal with it all the time and we bring all our feelings to our money 
and it and the feelings have nothing to do with the money. It has to do with us. Yes. So let's think about. Uh, so so we've got. Let's just go over that. We have the amygdala telling you it's dangerous to change. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have your fear of being outside of your peer group and your family of origin if you do make the change, mm -hmm. and they will push back. Yes. <laughs> they will push back. Okay. And and you're not sure what what's going to happen if you make these changes. Yet you know what's going to happen if you keep behaving what you're mm -hmm. the way you've been behaving even though the outcome is not what you necessarily want. Mm -hmm. I'd like to bring one more piece into this. Sure. The wanting. Mm -hmm. I believe that our our emotions start early in childhood, as early as your first day on earth. Because if your mother doesn't bond with you well, the baby which needs to connect and touch, be touched, has an instinctive longing for a touch. Mm -hmm. And when that isn't realized, longing becomes a habit. It's what becomes one of the emotional habits. Okay? So what would that look like for people then? You know, at, at what if, age? At, well, for the longing. You know, the longing? How does that show up? If only I had more money, I could do what I want to do. Right. That's under-earning. Over-earning, mm -hmm. a different concept. How many more millions does a person need? I, I need more money. I, I've got a billion dollars <laughs> in the bank, and I need another billion and if I have the second billion, I'll be happy. I had a client who was a dentist, and uh, he wanted a, me to work with him because he ha his network was, was only $5 million. And he knew that if he had a, network of ten, a net worth of $10 million, he could be okay. And I said to him, if you're not okay now, you're not going to be okay with $10 million. And he didn't want to look at that. No. Because his longing was so much a part of him that he wasn't willing to let it go. Okay, so what when you 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 want to know what you're supposed to do, and you do it, you have to give up your self criticism, mm -hmm. which may be one of your big habits. Yes. Okay, <laughs> you have to be able to say whatever I'm doing today is just fine. That's a big one, I think, <laughs> particularly for me and I'm sure for a lot of our viewers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You've never done anything wrong. And we haven't been taught to be totally accepting of ourselves. To look in the mirror, the first time I did this, I just started crying. Looking in the mirror and saying, Joan, I unconditionally love and support you just the way you are. And that's where you need to go in order to get what you really feel is your, your birthright, mm -hmm. which is different from longing. It's, it's like you, you came here for a reason, and you know what you're supposed to do, okay, to be you. But in order to be you, you have to give yourself permission to be you, and you have to stop criticizing yourself, that negative self-talk. I was lucky. I had a teacher who said to me many years ago, worrying is a waste of time and anything negative is a waste of time. 
And I thought, what a concept. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we do it. All the time. We've got this critical parent in our head. Mm -hmm. And it's only in our head. M mommy's not in our head. So one of the exercises in my book, Build Your Money Muscles, is to pack up the suitcase for, for the critical parent and send it to one of your siblings or to somebody else. You don't need it. So that every time you hear yourself criticizing yourself, to say thanks for sharing, but we just don't talk that way anymore. You know, to have a, and, and that's one of the ways you change what's going on in your brain, is you recognize what you're doing that's not serving you, and you do something else. And uh, that mm. initially is a lot of work. Yes. Because you, you've got to catch yourself all the time yes. because we just, as you say, do it habitually, yes. unconsciously. Yeah. And then if we listen to somebody like you, we get the, oh, yeah. yes. And then after about a couple of weeks, because I was reading your book, The Money Muscle, <laughs> and I'm doing the work and then, and I've done some continued, but then you put it away. And then I woke up this morning in preparation for our interview and I thought, I know what to do and I'm not doing it. You know, right. I'm not well, visualizing. I'm okay. not. So, so who are you afraid you'll become if you really get your financial act together? Because if if, on some level, you obviously have it together. Mm -hmm. Or you wouldn't be traveling from Australia to the United States. So you obviously have your financial act together. But something in you is saying it's not good enough. <laughs> okay, that has nothing to do with money, okay? Okay, so once you recognize that I've got this belief mm -hmm. that what I'm doing, who I'm being, is not good enough, who would you like to be? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in other words, people say, I want more money. They don't say, sometimes they'll say, I want $2 million. That's when I say to people, how much do you need? They'll usually say $2 million. And they have no idea what it means to manage $2 million. They think if they have $2 million, you'll never have to think about money again. But the more money you have, the more you have to think about it. <laughs> Every dollar is a decision. Yes. You can't just let the money be over here and you're going to be over here. So you have to be specific about what you're trying to accomplish. And if you're not sure of that, then you really don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Okay? And... You have to ask yourself, who will I be if I, be if I have what I think I want? And how is that going to position me in my peer group and my family of origin? And I don't care if all your family of origin doesn't live anywhere near you, if your parents are gone, you still have your self-concept of where you fit in that family constellation. Yes, isn't that interesting? Because I was about to give you a oh, but you know, yeah. and uh, because my family is very small and and mostly deceased, so but they're still in your head. As oh, a yes. matter of fact, yes. one of the ways we stay connected to those who have gone beyond is to not change our habits. It would be disloyal to my mother to become super successful. My mother taught me, never overshadow the men in your life. That was one of the messages. And my mother was a very good housewife and cook and uh, didn't go back to work until my father went bankrupt. 
And, you know, so, and I realized when I was learning some of the techniques that I learned that I felt it was disloyal to my mother to be highly successful. Mm -hmm. And that that was one of the things holding me back. Now, one of the things that's a problem is people try to do this themselves. Yes. Okay? Because I don't want anyone to know because I have this shame that I'm carrying around with me and I'm ashamed of what I'm doing with my money and it's got nothing to do with the money. It has to do that I'm ashamed of myself. And there's this part of people is, oh, uh, you know, there's this, this contracted part of ourselves and we were taught never to brag, never to, you know, you're too big for your boots. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know? yes. You know, well, be too big for your boots. Yes. You know, see what it feels like. But the amygdala is going to go, no, danger, danger. You're not supposed to be too big for your boots. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Australia, we call it the tall poppy syndrome. So, yeah. so once you become a tall poppy and you stand out, people will cut, cut you off. Okay, so it's dangerous. And yeah. in this country, it's dangerous to be wealthy. Yeah. If you're part of the 1%, no one's going to like you. Oh. And one of, one of our biggest fears as humans is being alone because we know we can't survive if we're alone. So what people do is they withdraw into themselves, which is the worst thing to do. The, I mean, it's so wonderful that all these coaches are out there now to help you. Become part of a group. I, when I was first coming out of my little shell, I went to four different 12-step uh, uh, programs. Yes. That doesn't cost anything. You get to share. There's no crosstalk. And, and you hear other people saying the same things out loud that you're saying to yourself. Yes. That is so healing. It's unbelievable. You don't have to believe what they believe. You just have to be present with people. So, you know, very often when I go on a show, people say, well, what are the three things you think that people should do? And I'll say, love yourself, let go, and connect. Those three things are really important. When you hear yourself criticizing yourself, to let it go. Thank you for sharing, but we really don't have to do that. There's so many things in our culture, and I don't care where in the world you are. Our religions teach us shame mm -hmm. and guilt mm -hmm. and fear. Uh, and religion is good, but I don't think you have to have the guilt, the shame, and the, the, the fear. fear. Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to build a relationship with yourself that's the one you're craving with other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, and, and once you say to yourself, well, I've never done anything wrong. I'm just, I just responded to what I was taught as a child. And very often, you know, a parent will do something. Mm -hmm. And one child will respond with, oh, I'm a bad girl. Another child might say, I don't care what they say. I'm just going to go forward. So, but, but when we have a response, and this happens pre-verbal, mm -hmm. where you're responding and you're picking up the energy of your parents' emotions. That's another important thing. You learn your emotions from your parents energetically. When you, when you have a response, you don't say, well, what are my options here? <laughs> <laughs> but now it's time to do that. If you're aware enough to be listening to this, you're aware enough to say, this is what I'm feeling. I don't want to feel this way. What do I need to do to, to express those feelings? 
And what would I rather be feeling? To express them, and then what would I rather be feeling? Right, in other words, this is my four R's. Mm -hmm. Recognize, release, replace, and repeat. Because what you're trying to do mm -hmm. is build new neural pathways in your brain. Your subconscious is made up of a whole lot of neurons connected to each other. And that's what forms your habits. It's your autopilot. Mm -hmm. You know, you've learned to drive, and in the beginning you have to really practice. Eventually you just get into the car. Yes. And when you do something new, it starts building up a new highway. Mm -hmm. Okay? But there's a problem. Because the old highway is still there. Now, eventually, your brain can clear out that highway if you get enough sleep and you feed your brain, right? But as the new ones are building, your brain can get confused as to which direction to go in. Mm, mm. Okay? So you just move into a new house and you get what I call the moving stupids. Yeah, it's all the moving that. stupids is when you move into a new house and you don't know where anything is, you get really stupid, you lose your wallet, you lose your keys, you get disoriented. Yes. And that's because you have to build up this new neural highway, okay? People will sometimes go to the old house from work. I've done that. Okay, okay. That's because your brain is trying to figure out, and, and when you realize you're going the wrong direction, that's very disorienting. What the heck did I do? Yeah. Blame it on your brain. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, that's the moving stupids. Once you recognize the moving stupids, it changes how you're looking at yourself because that's what makes people go back to the old way of being because they don't want to be disoriented. And that disorientation can last a couple of months. You just have to say, I got the moving stupids. I'm going to work through this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so can you see all the things that are at play that are going to make people not do what they know they sh should do? And the, the answer is getting a what I call a prosperity buddy mm -hmm. or a coach becoming part of a group. You have to have other people and someone to keep you accountable. If you're ashamed of sharing where you are, mm -hmm. that's a problem mm -hmm. because it's the shame you need to work at. But if you want to look at the, you know, how to release, how, how to recognize, how to release, how to, how to replace and how to repeat, I can, do, I can go there with you mm -hmm. if you'd like that. Sure. Okay. So... Um, we want to do this in two parts. Right. So um, we've got a couple of minutes left of this part. Okay. So why don't we look at the the first bit then, the the recognize. The recognize. Yes. Okay. And, and then, then we'll do parts. release and they'll have to come back for more. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you hanging there. Okay. Recognize. Yes. You're looking at your checkbook mm -hmm. and you're saying to yourself, oh my God, I don't think I have enough. Other people my age should be making more money. I should have more money put aside. What am I doing? This is crazy. That has nothing to do with the money. <laughs> but you're looking at the checkbook. You're just looking at numbers. The numbers are neutral. The situation is totally neutral. You are looking at your checkbook. That does not require any emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But everybody has a feeling when they're there. Now, you don't have to have a good feeling vocabulary to understand how to do this. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at your checkbook. This is the easiest way of recognizing your feelings. 
and you'd close your eyes and kind of travel inside your body and ask yourself, am I feeling contracted or expanded? If you're going, eh, you feel contracted. Trust me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. And to just really feel that contraction and ask yourself, when did I feel this before? Because you didn't learn how to feel contracted about your money today. You learned how to feel that shame or less than whatever you're feeling. That comes from your childhood. Wow, that's, that's a huge stretch, isn't it? To, to be able to say, you know, for our audience to be looking at the numbers in front of you, and I'm thinking of business owners with their profit and loss, and then I'm thinking of other people with just with their savings and living account, and then to say, where have I felt this before? That has nothing to do with money. Yeah. yeah. That has nothing to do with money. Okay. Okay. So. And if you're, you've got your eyes closed, right? Because you're, you're, you, when did I feel this before? There's a good possibility that a, a memory is going to come up. When mommy said something to me, when daddy said something to me, when I didn't get my Christmas presents, when my parents fought about money. Uh, that's a good one. Parents, parents fighting about money causes you to contract. Okay, so when did I feel this feeling before? The expression part, first of all, just recognizing it takes you to a different place. I never realized that before. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. And, and just saying, I feel contracted is expressing the feeling. Now, at some point, you'll be able to say, I feel ashamed, I feel less than. That's an expression of the feeling. But here's a, my favorite technique. You're feeling contracted. Notice where in your body you're feeling it. Very often in your stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stomach. Okay. Put your hand on your, on your abdomen and you make the sound of the feeling. <laughs> Most people start out with, ooh, ooh. The idea is to get to the point where you're going, ah, get out all that frustration and all the anger and all the upset and express it. A great place to do this is in the car when you're driving, <laughs> where no one can hear you. And if you want to start shouting at one or more of your parents, good, do it. You know? <laughs> Just get it out. That's expressing your feeling. You don't have to have words for it. You know, if someone says to you, what are you feeling? I feel contracted. That's, that's enough. You know, women ask their husbands, what are you feeling? And they haven't got a clue. Because no one ever taught them how to tell them what they, you have to learn yes. a vocabulary. Such a fascinating conversation. And, and, and I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, so I can imagine that you're <laughs> feeling a little uncomfortable. But, well, hey, let's express that. <laughs> Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, at ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash 
Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your ideal business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. And we've been talking with Joan Sotkin, who is a mindset and money mentor and founder of Prosperity Place. Joan, we, we were just about to go into a story that you were going to tell us about your family. And I'm looking at the time and I'm wanting you to be able to share this story. And so we were talking about your four R's. And the first one was to be able to recognize what's happening. And then we looked at a little bit of release. And, and I shared how uncomfortable I was with that because I'm pulling a face on TV. I don't know what's coming out. So we've got part two and and I'm here, but I have to tell you. <laughs> okay, so I think it's great that you recognize that you were uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will just eat more yes. or go buy something to make that discomfort go away. Uh -huh. Okay, and, and so it's wonderful that you recognized it, mm -hmm. okay? And you didn't have to have a name for it. You just recognized that you felt uncomfortable, mm -hmm. okay? And we have to learn how our body-mind responds to the world around us. Most people respond from here up. Mm -hmm. Once you understand that your emotions are formed by these biological substances called neuropeptides that attach themselves to receptors in our cells, and that's what causes the feeling. But um, by nature, emotions need to be expressed. And if you don't express that feeling, you're going to have a buildup of all these neuropeptides. And you've got to get them out of the, the system because they're energy. And if you don't get them out of the system, you're going to break a bone. You're going to fall down. You're going to get sick because that energy has to go someplace. That's why they're now studying the connection between emotions and disease. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the advantages of learning to express your emotions, and you don't have to go, oh, I'm so angry. I'm, you know, it, you have to recognize them. And the, re, the, the thing that we were talking about before was to actually just make the sound of the feeling, <laughs> you know, no matter what that, that sound is. That's what got you stirred up, is when you made the sound and your body's going, oh, where are we going from here? I've always stuffed this before. You know? Put a smile. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love when people say, I am so angry. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work. And I came from a family. Here's the story. I came up, we're, we're the only Sotkins in the whole country. 
And my father, who was nuts, had all these, <laughs> all these rules for satkins. Satkins don't sing, satkins do this, they don't do that. And one of the rules was satkins don't feel. I remember my mother was in the hospital dying and I started talking to my father and my, my voice is cracking up and he's now, now, satkins don't feel. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's where I was, okay? So once I realized that I had to learn how to feel, yes. I got myself, I made myself a list of feelings, like lots of feelings, comfortable feelings and uncomfortable feelings. And I went over the list and I practiced the feelings. <laughs> <laughs> what does is, what is gratitude feel like? What does betrayed feel like? Because all of us feel those feelings. And you can actually teach yourself the feelings. Fascinating. And once you express the feeling, then you say to yourself, what would I rather be feeling? And then the next question is, do I know how to feel that? For example, lots of people have a disappointment habit. Mm-hmm. started when you were a kid and you wanted ice cream and your mother said you can't have ice cream. How did you feel? You felt disappointed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get a disappointment habit. You didn't get the touching you needed. Your parents didn't understand you emotionally. You're disappointed. When you grow up, you try a new business project and it doesn't work out. You're disappointed. <laughs> okay, you try to make a new friend and it doesn't work out. I'm disappointed. So, and there are some people who are always disappointed. I'm disappointed in you. You didn't do what I wanted. I'm disappointed. That's a bad habit Mm. because it doesn't feel good at all. So I'll say to people, well, what would you rather be feeling? And the answer often is satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Do you know how to feel satisfied? The answer usually is no. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever I do, it's not quite right. You know, that feeling of, God, it could have been a little better. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do you teach yourself satisfied? What in your life satisfies you? Is there a plant in your house that satisfies you? Is there anything that you can remember or relate to that brought up the feeling of satisfaction? Mm, well, for me, it's, it's learning. Okay, yeah. and so you've learned something. So close your eyes mm-hmm. and think of the feeling of satisfaction and notice where it is. Where is it in your body? It's actually here. Okay, so there's an actual feeling, okay? Does it feel expanded mm-hmm. or contracted? Expanded. Expanded. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So every time you hear yourself saying, I'm so disappointed, you can say, take a deep breath and then just go right back to that place in your head mm-hmm. and say, I'm really quite satisfied. I'm really quite satisfied. <laughs> In other words, you're building up a new neural pathway, okay, for satisfaction. So when you look at a flower, Mm -hmm. say that's satisfying and go to that feeling. In other words, relate the feeling in your body to the feeling you're creating. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious, which is just a bunch of these neural pathways, doesn't recognize time or, or mm-hmm. you know, it, it believes whatever you tell it. So if you look at that flower and you say, I'm really satisfied, and you feel that feeling in your head, 
that's all your subconscious needs to know. Fine. Okay? So then when you do whatever work you do during the day, to take time during the day. And the idea is to work on one or two feelings at a time mm -hmm. so that you're not confusing yourself. And, you know, write something out or type something out and say, this is satisfying. Do you see? So you're just, you're telling your subconscious, I'm satisfied. I'm a person who can be satisfied. Yes. Whereas before, part of your identity yes. is I'm a person who's not satisfied. Okay? With myself or other people. It's, a lot of people are just never satisfied with other people, which means they're not satisfied with themselves. Because <laughs> the two things go together. Okay. And you will feel uncomfortable. Because mm -hmm. you don't know whether you're supposed to be satisfied or unsatisfied. Okay? When you look at something and, and suddenly timing is off, because you're making conscious decisions that you never had to make before. Do you see how? Mm. So you have to recognize that this is part of the process and you have to be focused on that goal of feeling satisfied. And that takes work and awareness, doesn't it? And, uh, commitment. 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 And accountability. It's, it's really good if you've got someone else who's working on similar things and you can compare what's going on without giving each other advice, just having someone you can say out loud to, I really tried that today and I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, I've got the moving stupids. <laughs> so, I mean, it's only 2%. Everybody I've ever asked who's in the business that I'm in, which is the personal growth and development business, has said that no more than 2% of the people who want to change, change. Wow. And it was part of my job with what I do is to not be responsible for your results. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, whatever you do, even if you only take one little step forward, that's okay. Yes. You know, I'll work, what I find is when I'm working with coaching clients, very often after three or four sessions, they start telling me they can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you're working on? <laughs> and it's because they're uncomfortable and they aren't willing to move forward. And I won't push them. I know they've gotten value at, out of what we've done so far. Mm -hmm. they might, I've had clients come back a year later and say, I'm ready to do that now. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this change thing is really difficult. And it's, it's simple. Recognize, release, replace. And repeat, you keep doing it over and over again and you get where you want to go. Uh, but it's, it, we haven't been taught to commit. Discipline, I was really lucky uh, in the early 1970s. I had been a suicidal depressive for 15 years. Wow. And I found out about hypoglycemia and I found this doctor who understood how to treat it. And he told me if I stopped eating sugar and flour and, and caffeine that I could stop being depressed. That was a pretty good carrot to put in front of me, and I went home and I did it overnight. And I have not knowingly eaten sugar for 43 years. Wow! Um, so the discipline I got from that, um, I can remember when I was giving up sugar, I'd walk around the house yelling, lemon meringue pie! <laughs> 
it wasn't easy. It really was. Sugar is harder to give up than heroin because it is in front of us all the time and it's so addicting. So discipline really matters. Mm. And if you hear yourself saying, I can't give up my chocolate, <laughs> then you don't want to get well. If you keep saying, I can't save any money, I don't have enough money, if you keep telling yourself all those stories about what you don't have, then you probably have not decided mm -hmm. to go to a different place. Because once you make that decision that I'm going to be a person with more than enough, you have to say to yourself, what do I need to do to get there? The law of attraction stuff has really confused people because they think they only have to think good thoughts. Mm. And the money's going to come flying in the window. Money does not come flying in the no, window. You still have to do something. <laughs> yeah. Action. You have to take action. And if you can't do it on your own, get help. Networking is one of the most important things. I, I have an internet-based business. Mm -hmm. And I live in a small town. And there aren't many people here who understand what I do. It's not a very high-tech community. And people my age don't play this game. So I've learned how to make friends with people via Skype and Zoom. Mm -hmm. and, and I have people I talk to every two weeks and we share things and what we're going through and what we're learning. That's so important to feel connected. Mm -hmm. Because so few people, because of our culture as it is, they whisk the babies away from the mother. And I, I, so we... We crave connection, but we're so afraid of rejection and we think there's something wrong with us. So we don't get the connection and touch we need and we act that out by not having enough money mm -hmm. or by over-earning. I need another million dollars. <laughs> Can't be happy unless I have another million dollars. <laughs> so, and this is all about awareness. One of the things that I think is important to do is now becoming a bit of a fad is meditation. Mm -hmm. It's been around for years, mm -hmm. thousands of years. I started meditating in 1972. And so I think I have cred as a, a, a meditator. Yeah, it's just okay. a bit. <laughs> okay. And when I had given everything I owned away and went wandering for a number of years, I was meditating six to eight hours a day. I mean, I really, I loved it. I liked traveling in other dimensions. Now I only have to do it 10, 15 minutes in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, because so many people are meditating that it's very easy to tap into that energy. Yes. I have an app on my, on my phone mm -hmm. called uh, Insight. It's the Insight Timer, Insight Timer. And when, if you use it when you're meditating, say for 15 minutes, it connects you to everybody else who's meditating at the same time oh. and using that app. So there's this sense of I'm part of a meditating community. Right. Okay, that, that connection piece is really important. But when you meditate, and in the beginning, you're not going to silent your mind. Mm -hmm. Forget about mm -hmm. that, particularly if you're a business owner. You don't want to, I don't think, 
because that's when I get all my good ideas. Mm -hmm. If I'm working on a project, I'll get a title, I'll get an idea, something I'm supposed to do. And in the beginning, you just sit quietly for five minutes and just watch what's going on in your mind. Don't try to accomplish anything. It's the opposite of your business life. Yes. There's, there's nothing to accomplish. Yes. You just want to sit and watch. And so all these things together, when you, when you eat well, when you get enough sleep, when you meditate on a regular basis and get some exercise every day, even if you're just walking for 20 minutes, all of these things make it easier to get to know yourself, mm -hmm. which is really the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Because most of our discomfort comes from trying to be what other people want us to be. Even though we don't often know what that is. Exactly. They don't know, you know, it was they had, my, my mother, my parents wanted me to get married and have children. So I got married. And I got pregnant, and I was so glad when that stopped after three months. <laughs> and then I got married again, and I finally said, I'm not meant to be a married person. <laughs> it's just too much laundry. <laughs> I would have liked being the husband, because when I was brought up, the wife was just supposed to be the housewife, and the husband went to work. Yes. I wanted to go to work. <laughs> so, so we have to... And, and people say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. And I say, whatever you're doing today is your purpose. Because whatever you're doing is getting you where you're going. I have changed my purpose. Actually, I have one thread. Mm -hmm. Helping other people live happier, healthier, more prosperous lives. That's mm -hmm. the thread. Before I knew about the prosperity bit, it was helping people live healthier lives. Yes. Once I learned about low blood sugar and the nutrition and all that stuff. So don't be so worried about your purpose. Who do you want to be? And that can change. One of the reasons I love living in Santa Fe is there aren't a whole lot of rules. A lot of old hippies live here. And, you know, we're kind of these independent people who I have one friend who always wears two different socks. <laughs> he, and you can always see he's wearing a red sock and a blue sock or a red sock and a green sock. <laughs> it's just his shtick. And we don't say, oh, there's something wrong with Christopher because he wears two different colors socks. You know? <laughs> so where I live, we have more permission. A friend of mine moved back to North Carolina and, and she said, you know, there's a lot of uptight rules, the Southern, Southern Belle kind of thing. So here you can be someone else every other day and no one cares. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a gift. Yes. Uh, I, I, I have changed what I care about. doesn't matter what I look like anymore because everybody's just worried about what they look like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, once I got that, <laughs> you know, then I, can, I don't have to spend a lot of money on clothes. As long as you stand up straight and smile, that's all people really recognize. Mm -hmm. So who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person who stands up straight and smiles? Or do you want to be the grouch who walks around complaining about everything? Mm. And, and this goes with what we were saying before. You know, who do you want to be? And try it. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, then try something else. You know, people will push back. You have to get used to that. Yes. 
And so we, we, we started out today by saying, I know what I need to be doing and I'm not doing it. And then you've given us a whole lot of brain science about why we don't sabotage ourselves, why we protect ourselves and our identity. Very good. <laughs> and then you've given us some tools about how we can actually um, recognise what's going on for us with our emotions and then to release them and then to replace them. So what would I rather be feeling? And then we did that exercise with me where going from a feeling of dissatisfaction to a feeling of satisfaction and locking that in and then being able to look at things or events or situations or people and then plugging in and then repeating it. And then that's where the accountability comes in, having somebody, because we do, we fall off, don't we? And, and we talked about discipline because you need to be coming back on. And there are sometimes some things like your health, will you will make a decision in an instant and your life is changed. And then there's these other things that we seem to keep. We fall off, we get back on, we fall off, we get back on. And what I'm loving about today's conversation is that you really are encouraging people to go and to be who they want to be and to give them the tools to be able to do that and, and to know that we're not broken and we really don't need to be fixed, you know, in, in, in that sense. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. And in, a, in an hour, I can't give you all the tips. No. I've been doing this stuff for 30 years. So, you know, stick a mic in front of my, in my mouth and we'll talk for a long time. But get started. Yeah. You know, make the decision that I can be who I want to be. I can have what I want, but I guarantee you that your wants are going to change. Mm. I've had clients, well, I've got to, I got to do this and this is how many downloads I get a day and I want to double that. And, and, and somewhere along the line, I, I teach them how to slow down a little bit and get to like themselves and understand that, that what other people think is not the most important thing. Yes, and you, you've also said too that our, um, our goals and, and relationship with money, it's not about the money. You know, you look at the numbers, it's not about the numbers, it's about what's going on for us. And so you, you've um, created some programs, you've written some books, and I've worked through your Develop Your Money Muscle book, and, uh, and, and again, you know, go, yes, yes, yes. And then it seems to wane, and, and I think part of that was, you know, how we started today was, well, I know what I'm meant to be doing, but I'm not doing it. And so that was fantastic to understand that. So if people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you and what have you got to offer? Well, my main site is prosperityplace.com and things are usually all linked to that. Uh, the newest program is Rewire Your Brain for Prosperity and Financial Freedom. Yes. And it's all about the brain science. And uh, the package comes with had a, uh, my program on how to meditate and the financial freedom formula. Uh, and I haven't quite started it yet, but we're going to be putting together some kind of support group for people on the program mm -hmm. so that they can get the accountability. We can find, uh, I, I'm not sure whether it'll be a Facebook group. It, I, I really like to do live events on Zoom where everybody can see everybody else. You know, I really like that. So I'm going to be putting something like that together once I, I I'm just kind of getting over finishing the course. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, it was, 
you know, I see these people who do courses and they put up a new one every week. This took me months because I really want to get the core of what I've been teaching into this and, and have it as a really strong uh, starting point for people. And so who would you say the course is best suited to? Anyone who feels that they haven't reached their income potential. That's what I hear. I haven't reached. People at 28 will say to me, I haven't reached my income potential. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got a few years yeah, yet. <laughs> you got time. Yeah, you're not going to run out of time. Okay, so uh, if you're wondering why your income fluctuates the way it does, mm -hmm. if you'd like to be more comfortable with your relationship with money, and if you have this nagging feeling, you know, for people who are successful, if you have this feeling that I got to be where I am and I know I should be feeling happier than I am about where I am, you know, that, that sense of it's still not enough, that kind of thing. And it's the, the course that comes with it, the financial freedom formula, goes into some of the, the basics a little more, but the, the course also includes build your money muscles. There's enough there to keep you busy for a year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what would you say would be your last tip or your last comment for people? Well, I'm going to tell you that love yourself, yes. let go, yes. and connect. Those three <laughs> things. If you, you know, get little plants and things that represent love to you. And during Valentine's Day, get you know, the teddy bears that say, I love you. you know, <laughs> put that around. Remind yourself on a daily basis that you're doing a good job and you're okay. All right. Well, I think that's a really good place to finish our interview today. You're, you're in a real, what was it? You're in a really good place and you're doing okay. Yeah, you're yeah. doing fine. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Joan. It's been an absolute pleasure. And it's great meeting you in person. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next week for an inspirational and educational edition. Until then, be sure to implement what you've learned today to create your ideal business lifestyle. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for the next show.